Thanks for joining me on Code Chat. I'm Code Foster, and I am enormously excited, on the brink of giddy, to be standing next to Brad Green. <laughs> How are you doing, Brad? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Brad, if you don't know, you probably do, is uh, one of the principals on the Angular 2 project. I'm the manager, yes. Yeah, and this yeah. is a really exciting time right now. Oh, we're, we're excited. It's like a few minutes before Christmas for us, yeah. <laughs> What's the status of the project right now? Beta? Yeah, so we're at beta on Angular 2. Okay. We're already shipping with a bunch of customers both inside and outside of Google. Okay. So AdWords is one of our big customers inside, but a bunch of other teams are already developing inside Google. Okay. Outside, tons of folks. Um, NPR 1 just launched on Angular today. Oh, Angular wow. 2, um, which wow. is good. The um, been working with the Weather Channel and Weather Underground. They just started a blog post series on their experiences on Angular 2 and how they're being successful. So, wow, so some fun pretty time. big names. The NPR, NPR 1, was that a web app or were it's they using app. it for mobile yeah, as well? Yeah, so you can surf there and get uh, an app where you can listen to KQED. I think I hit that the other day and I was like, wow, this, is, this feels good. Yeah. So that's pretty neat. It's pretty good. I was really excited to see it. All right. Now, so Angular 2, altogether different from Angular 1, right? In, in spirit, no, but okay. in architecture and capabilities, yeah, totally. Okay, what do you mean yes. by that, in spirit, no? So, actually, I think um, Max in the Ionic team wrote a really nice blog post saying, you know, Angular is a pattern. Angular okay. is a way that we design applications, and that's the same, where, you know, we have UI components separated from business logic, mm -hmm. and we have dependency injection to tie these together, and we've got templates where we can declaratively talk about what we want to draw on the screen, and then we've got ways to automatically data bind that to our objects and, and methods in the back. Yeah, That's exactly the same in Angular 2. But we re-architected Angular 2 so that it could be dramatically faster, have much nicer APIs, and then one of the things I talk about a lot is our ability to have alternate templating systems and alternate renderers. Um, alternate templating systems meaning that we, we're now being able to integrate with server-side rendering, um, where we started in Node, which is easy with JavaScript, but also be able to work with uh, .NET, and uh, we work with the Drupal team on PHP, and we'll work with mm -hmm. other back-end systems soon. Okay. Yeah, and then on the front end, like being able to have non-DOM renderers lets us render from inside a web worker and move the work over so we can decouple from the UI thread and be very responsive. It lets us render inside the server, as I mentioned, and ship that across. But also, we work with partners like NativeScript and React Native to have fully native UIs, UI renderers that can work uh, inside your installed native apps. Mm -hmm. Does Is this kind of... Does it feel like you made Angular 1, kind of learned a lot through the process, and you Angular 2 is like, this is the we, way we, we wanted like, it to we, work? We knew like pretty early on that, you know, we maybe probably like two years into the project, we knew like, okay, well, there'll be, there will be a second yeah. thing that will be yeah. a big breaking change. And we, we kind of got around to making it nice for developers to get to that breaking change mm -hmm. a little bit late in the game, but... Uh, it, it all works now. We have this ng upgrade path where you can mix and match Angular 1 and yeah. Angular 2. Well, the nice thing is, you know, we had fewer greenfield applications in the past because we had more monolithic applications. Well, That's nowadays, right. I feel like we have a lot more small apps, mm -hmm. and and so people are iterating more quickly, and it's, yeah. it's kind of okay to, to start over because they're always starting over on projects. We're, yep, it's true. We're seeing a lot of new work happen in Angular 2. Okay, talk to me about TypeScript. That's something that's altogether new. I mean, I, th yeah. I guess it was impossible to write TypeScript with Angular 1 for sure, but it just kind of wasn't I mean, there. Yeah. Uh, so we, we were anti-types, certainly on the Angular team, because we had done a lot of Java development, and we 
felt like a lot of times we were just satisfying the compiler, mm. like just yeah, typing right. for type safe, That's and right. it, like it's not actually helping me. But TypeScript is very different, where it's completely optional, and as I type things, it actually helps me in the IDE through like click through the code and understand the intention of the APIs and be able to refactor and all these very nice properties. And if I don't want them enough to type them, yeah. any valid JavaScript is automatically valid TypeScript. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the, I came from C-sharp, and one of the things that really bugs me when I go back and write C-sharp, even though I absolutely love the language, I go back there and I'm like, really, I need to write a class for this? Like, yeah, that doesn't yeah, yeah. feel right yes. to have to go write that class. No. That's why I love JavaScript. I just kind if of assume. You have, have the option. Like, yeah, and I still get to do that with TypeScript, Or do functional right? style if I don't. Yeah. Yeah. So that helps. And, and Angular's not only written in TypeScript, but by default, you know, you kind of push people or encourage people to start with TypeScript when they're making their app, right? We think it's great. And I think, you know, it might be scary if you haven't written in a type language before, mm -hmm. but it's so easy to get started. Like you just rename your .js file to .ts, and your browser, your, your IDE kind of lights up with more help for you. Yeah. And if you start adding some types, now you get type help, even without you adding types, you get type help for Angular's APIs and the DOM APIs. But if you start adding a few types yourself, you get those benefits for your own code. Yeah. Okay, talk to me about uh, services and factories. I used services and factories in Angular 1. Yep. Those kind of got merged into services, is that right? Or? Yeah, you know, there, there were real reasons in sort of the life cycle of an Angular 1 app that you needed these different types of injectable structures. Mm -hmm. And we thought a lot about this, because it, it is a mental tax. And we restructured it so that you really only need one kind of thing, this injectable type or a, a, a provider. Mm -hmm. So so you could call it whatever you want now. Everything is a service or everything is a provider or whatever. Okay. Um, but it's, there's only one shape of thing you have to learn. Okay. And it works in all of the places now. So it's a lot simpler than an Angular one. Talk to me about binding and directions. One way, two way, what was it, what is it now, yep. why? Yep, yep. So in Angular 1, we have this thing under the covers where you do two way data mining. And I think it's a confusing thing because in the UI, in the forms, I actually want two way data binding where I, mm -hmm. I bind to an input, say, and then it updates my model. But if the model updates, I want to update the input. Mm -hmm. That still exists in Angular 2. The thing we don't have is on the back end where I'm binding between two pieces of code. Because what we found was this was actually a source of kind of instability in apps where you could have these circular references. Yeah. And it was kind of hard to reason about your code. So in Angular 2, we really have this one-way, unidirectional data binding, um, which makes it easier to debug, reason about my code. We, we think it's a lot. Is that because of the move toward a component model? They're, they're not really coupled. Okay. Um, those, are, those are two separate things. I think the move to the component model was that, you know, in Angular 1, you could write a directive and you could write a, a component. And we always found them in pairs in mm -hmm. the wild. Yeah. And so maybe they should just be the same entity. Yeah. And let's put them together and have nice syntax for the business logic and the rendering to happen together. Okay. Okay, now let's talk about the fact that this is really a place where Microsoft and Google are collaborating, which is really exciting to me. Like, Seems crazy, right? Yeah, it really does. And uh, it's neat because when I talk to Google folks, you guys go, we really love this technology. And then when you talk to Microsoft yeah, folks, yeah. we go, we really love this technology. Yeah, so. You know, this is kind of the magic of open source. I don't, yeah. Did you see the movie The Martian? Yeah. There's this bit where uh, the US needs help from China, and the Chinese folks are discussing, they're like, oh, we can never get approval. Like, screw it, we're scientists, let's just do it. And like, open source is the same way. Yeah. Um, like, there's no reason for us not to collaborate. 
and have a yeah. good time. Yeah, like Independence Day. We're yes. all humans. That's right. We're all, <laughs> We're humans, all members indeed. of Earth. There you go. That's neat. Yeah, it's it's really fun to find those points where you can collaborate because there's so many times when uh, we as developers we get into our little religious wars and we get into our little niches. Yeah. And, I, and I always love to be able to break out of those niches and find the opportunities. Oh, to, even for Angular and other frameworks, like I love finding places for us to collaborate. Like we're working with Ember together on our CLI. Mm -hmm. Like we're you know finding places with TypeScript or with the uh, the React folks to work. Um, Zones is one of those places. I think we're going to have a lot of synergy. This is a new TC39 standard. Now is Zone? I, I watched one video on Zones.js that you guys kind of use as a dependency. Is that an Angular project that you just made separate? Or it is. So this is it's not a new concept. It kind of exists in Java, and they've tried various implementations on Node. And it's it's just a way to have states that kind of tells us which VM turn we're in, mm -hmm. and so it tells us when should we render what. But it also that that's kind of for us as framework developers to make more yeah. efficient frameworks. Yeah. Uh, so we can build a real scheduler. For end users, I, we have some ideas for extensions that can make doing asynchronous testing much nicer, mm. and maybe some other other places so that you can pretend async tests are really yeah. synchronous. I haven't, um, I haven't played with it enough to, I mean, like I watched that one video yeah. and I remember my, my takeaway was I like the way this was designed, but as a developer, I, I haven't played with it. Like the, I don't see any the, reason the, the for real thing to. you get in Angular 2, because we have zones, is you no longer have to call dollar sign apply when you're calling out to a third party okay. library. It knows really when simplifies, to do that. yes, and knows when to do it. Okay. Yeah. Talk to me about streams, Rx. Yeah. Um, we've, we've been big fans of the streams for a couple reasons. Um, so we accept flaky apps on the web just because we've grown to know them and it's like we like ah oh, it didn't work just reload the page yeah right and the reason is underlying we don't have good structures for retrying an API if I didn't get a response from the server mm -hmm. or canceling a request so I don't like keep pushing data to the UI that it no longer is valid right and on streams we have a way to do this and so so this is the reason we're kind of hot on it as as a new mechanism. Now, there's also performance benefits because when we're doing updates from our, from the model, it's sort of a push model where mm, we, we yeah. actually don't have to check right. what has changed. It just tells us, hey, there's new data available there. Yeah. So a bunch of benefits. Yeah, it's like the, the, the core of the streams thing is nothing new, you know, the observable pattern. Yeah. But all the operators that once you start working in the observable pattern, all those operators that apply. That's right. When you get to see some of the orchestrations, uh, that's what I call them as orchestrations. Mm -hmm. that I, as, a, as an imperative programmer, I feel like I'm having to keep track of all this stuff. And when all of a sudden I don't have to do that anymore, I can just kind of uh, merge a couple of streams and kick out the stuff I don't want. Yes, and... yes. I, th I think there's a lot to explain to folks, mm -hmm. and it looks very scary at the beginning. Yeah, right, it does. Um, and I think that's one of the things we really want to tackle with the RX team mm -hmm. and this move to observables as a standard this year. Yeah. Is there anything else about Angular 2 that I didn't ask you about? Oh, there's a ton. Yeah. I mean, we didn't talk about you know building desktop apps on Windows Universal or in or an Electron. Um, we're excited about a lot of the tooling potential on top of Angular. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we are going to work towards being able to do upgrades to new versions of Angular via scripts and so oh, make wow. it more free. And if there yeah. are breaking changes, hopefully you don't care in the near future. Yeah. I know through some of the alpha 
versions of, of the framework. And then now we're on beta, but in some of the alphas, we're saying, well, there's kind of a lot of ceremony that happens still on index.html. Yeah. This is going to go away, and this is going to go away. Yes. How close are we to, I mean, is there still more stuff that needs to go so, away? V very close. Uh, okay. I think we're betting a lot on our command line interface, the Angular CLI. Oh, okay. So, so right now, some of it's just getting set up on the current package managers, and if I want a transpiler like TypeScript or Babel, mm -hmm. um, and my SAS and my my test runners and push to CI and push to deployment, I would like all that to go away. It yeah. should be like uh, you know npm install Angular CLI, Angular CLI new app, yeah. and then I'm ready to go. Or yeah. new web app, or new desktop app, or whatever I want. Yeah, kind of a yeoman model. Just like that. Yep. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for taking oh, the time to have this chat fun, with me. This is going to be chat. fun. And I know my crowd's going to enjoy it because um, a lot of them are web developers. A lot good. of them really love good. Angular. And good, good, good. So that's fun. All right, man. Thanks for joining us on Code Chat. We'll see you next time.